A lot of manufacturers are focused on how can I create a pipeline? How can I drive sales? How can I do outbound activity that gets more people in my funnel? But the real end game, the real thing we all want is a pipeline that fills itself. On today's episode, we bring on someone who has a pipeline that is full of opportunity with commercial architects and designers that's constantly being filled on its own. It's a fascinating episode with tons of tactics and strategies that you can implement within your organization, regardless if you sell to commercial architects or designers or not, on how you can create that pipeline that's constantly full without actually having to generate a lot of outbound activity. It's a phenomenal episode with great marketing insights as well. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. All right, everybody, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams, alongside my co-host, Beth Popniklov. And today we're going to be talking about commercial architectural sales. What can you as a manufacturer do to be more effective in your marketing and selling to this industry? We have an awesome guest lined up for you today, and we're going to be chock full of information and insights about how you can be more effective in this industry. We are really excited to welcome Caitlin Mulligan. She is the Director of Business Development at SCI Lighting Solutions. She basically lives and breathes her everyday life among high-end architects and designers in the commercial space. So Caitlin, we've basically got nothing but questions for you. So thanks for spending time with us. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate your time. Caitlin, before we dive into our litany of questions, why don't you take a couple minutes to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, so I'm Caitlin Mulligan. I am um, doing business development and specification sales in Southern California in the lighting industry. I've been in the lighting industry for about going on nine years now. Before that, I attended the University of Michigan's architecture program and sort of found my way in lighting, moved out to California and sort of have been doing this in LA ever since. What I love about your story, as you were sharing before we got on the podcast and started recording, was you're mentioning that although you're in sales, you don't really directly sell. Is that, is that right? Am I saying that correctly? You, it's not like a traditional sale. I actually struggle when people ask what I do to say that I am in sales because of how the lighting industry works. And I think because of how high-end specification sales works is that all of your time is devoted to being a resource that people can rely on. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, pitch products or feel like I'm pushing people towards a sale. I think that, and I feel that in what I do, it's more of just being a reliable resource, being a reliable source for education. And, you know, that turns into product being on a schedule or ending up on a plans and being purchased. So I am in sales, but at the same time, I have a tough time saying that sales is what I do for a living. SCI is what, 70 plus people? And you're director of business development, but you don't sell. Like what? So <laughs> talk me through, like, what does that quote unquote sales or you know process look like for you all? Does a firm contact you or are you doing any kind of outbound outreach to get your foot in the door with somebody. Talk me through what that process looks like. Yeah. So at this point in my career, honestly, a lot of the projects do come in and I don't have to go out and actively pursue 
work. So all of the large commercial interior architects in LA, I think at this point, you know, all the ones I work with know who I am and know that I'm a reliable resource for everything lighting and electrical. So most often, and especially during COVID, you know, people trust you and they reach out to you. So many of the projects that I've been involved in, it's people saying, hey, I need a solution or here's my RCP. Can you take a look? What do you suggest? Do you have recommended products? So at this point in my career, after doing this for eight or nine years, yeah, a lot of people come to us. They want help. They want advice, product solutions. So it's helping designers through that process, which is why I feel like it's not selling. It's just being helpful and offering all of that knowledge to them and having them use your products because they trust you. But the process in general of what the lighting industry looks like, that, that's probably a longer answer. <laughs> <laughs> what did the path to get there look like? You're saying something that I, I'm just imagining manufacturers who listen to our show, like basically drooling as they're hearing you talk. Cause you're like, yeah, firms reach out to me. We collaborate on this together. And a lot of manufacturers who work with high-end architects, specifically in the commercial space would say the same thing. It has to be very collaborative. It's a lot of troubleshooting and, you know, making recommendations and working through the process as a team. What did that process look like to get there though? Because you didn't walk into a firm on day one with like your lunch and learn and your sample pack. And they were like, we're so glad that you're here. We have a lot of questions. Like that, you've obviously worked very hard to build that reputation. Can you walk us through that history a little bit? Yeah. So I definitely came to LA and they were like, here's a list of accounts that no one else wants. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. That is, these are really, really small firms. We don't even know if they're active anymore. You know, see what you can do. And being, I think when I started, I was 23, so pretty young. And actually what really grew my success was, I mean, anyone would say this, but really putting the time in and showing up consistently when they didn't expect anybody to be there for them. You know, saying, you need the sample by tomorrow. It's seven o'clock at night. I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to take it to you. Or I'll be there you know, you can count on that or I'll, I'll deliver that to the contractor myself. I'll be on site. And it's building that reputation of being a reliable resource, I think is a large part of it. The products that we represent are another huge part. SCI represents over a hundred different manufacturers and a lot of them are fantastic products that architects want to use. So that helps. And then Two, coming into LA, I built a lot of friendships and stayed stayed consistent through whichever firm people left. You know, they went from a 500-person firm to a 10-person firm to starting their own firm. And you're there for them and consistent no matter where they are. And a lot of designers are really loyal to that commitment to their success. I love that. That's great. If you have somebody new that comes in your organization... Keelan, like, what are you telling them? Like, you're basically saying like, yeah, it's not very easy. It's going to take you a long time. Like, good luck. Like, <laughs> that's like what I'm hearing. Like, I know you're not saying that directly, but that's what it sounds like. So one of the things I'm extremely passionate about in 
the lighting industry, the architecture industry in general is mentorship. So although when I came in, I feel like it was kind of a sink or swim mentality. Now, when we bring people into the organization, I hope an easier transition, a lot more warm calls. The thing with lighting is that every project needs it, right? So whether it's a small one-person architect trying to Google solutions on their own or having recommendations for an electrical engineer, every project needs lighting. So especially coming in and calling on maybe the firms that, you know, people don't think of, they're not actively working with. If you're coming in as a new resource in the market and focusing on accounts and architects that don't have a lot of lighting resources, I think that they will count on you and you can be there for them and build a relationship with them as their firm grows. And a lot of the people that we have coming up in our organization now, it's bringing them into very established relationships and saying, this is a firm, this is an organization that trusts us, that trusts SBI. You know, I'm going to be here to mentor you through this relationship. And that's how we've sort of been expanding for the last few years. And I think that's worked really well. Let's shift and talk a little bit about how architecture has changed and the design industry has changed since COVID. Are you selling differently or are you seeing things that are different? I'd love to get your pulse on the market as a whole because there's a lot of question marks about what is the commercial architectural and real estate industry look like long-term? If you were like us, like what would you want to know? Yeah, when it comes to marketing sort of in the current COVID, post-COVID world, this is something that we within our organization and conversations that I'm having with our manufacturers daily. This is a question that has been at the absolute forefront of everything we've been doing. And it comes down to this concept of just trying to meet people where they are and how they work, which is a lot different than maybe two years ago where you could very reliably come in for a breakfast, see people you know, meet a few other people, get some projects, someone's interested in a product. And that was easy. That we know, that in-person networking, that's familiar. What's not familiar is trying to get mind share when you don't even know where people's minds are at. <laughs> that's a great way to say it. That is a great way to say it. It is. And a lot of my friends are architects at, you know, these big firms or lighting designers at smaller firms. And I am constantly on them saying, you know, what resonates with you? How do you experience brands? Why do you go to the solutions you do? You know, especially not seeing reps, not seeing salespeople, how do you experience content? And that's something that I've been asking pretty much everyone And the answers have been wildly different. You know, some people love that, hey, I want that every week, 11 a.m. live webinar. That's what I'm going to go to. I'll see you there. I want it very consistent every week. You know, and I've been recording those and posting them. And people are like, I love that you repost because I watch them after my kids go to bed or I put my headphones in and I listen to, you know, what's new and the newest content. And that's helpful like many people, I'm sure, I have not only SCI's Instagram account, but sort of a more personal account for me and my designers who I personally work with follow that. And I post updates about myself and 
product and it feels sort of like that personal touch that you're missing in COVID. So where I talk to people, I'm like, oh, I saw your son just turned one. I saw it on your Instagram. How fun. Anyway, I called to say congratulations and I have a project. So finding the way to get back to that more organic personal touch too has been a challenge, but there's no right way. Video content, scheduled webinars, PDF guides that are more helpful than ever that say, this is your good, better, best. This is your spacing criteria. This is how to spec a product so that no, somebody doesn't need to call you. You're providing resources that work when you're not there. Because some people in COVID, they don't want to talk to you. They don't want to talk to anybody. They want to do their work and shut their computer, which is totally acceptable as well. So Caitlin, it sounds like you're making a ton of content regularly, which is awesome. We're huge fans of content like that. And I love the idea of here's the consistency. You can rely on this. Also, it's recorded so you can consume it not only at the regular scheduled time that you can count on, but also at, you know, whatever your convenience is. I love that. Are there any other manufacturers, whether it's within lighting or outside of lighting, that you see doing this really well, creating those personal touches to help bring those connections back while we're all still figuring out what's going on with the world? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, video content, honestly, on Instagram brands, whether they're furniture companies or tile companies that are showing their people, their process. I've been a big fan in the lighting industry and without people doing a factory Friday and to see who's actually making the product. It's this level of, oh, yeah, there's people behind these companies and these products that I think I know I resonate with. I love seeing that. And when our manufacturers give us that type of content to share, that's my favorite to sort of just remind people that these aren't just websites, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Caitlin, for our listeners, you know, I think you've shared a lot of really great insight about sales and positioning the value of education and relationship as well as how to leverage content. You know, what other advice would you give to, you know, manufacturer, regardless if they're in lighting or not, if they're trying to continue to get closer to that architect or that designer, you know, what one piece of advice would you provide them to be more successful at their job? Yeah. In lighting, we have the rep network, which works really well, but for manufacturers outside of lighting, I think my advice would be to develop those personal relationships through professional organizations. I think that when you are putting in the time on a committee or volunteering with, whether it's the AIA or the IIDA, or you're attending BizNow events even, or you're involved in the community and people continue to see you, they get to know you, they trust you, and they reach out to you. You know, showing up to a lunch and learn, especially on Zoom, once every six months is not going to cut it now with most firms. Yeah, that's great. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing with us. This has been super valuable. If someone wants to connect with you or reach out, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, I obviously have my email at SCI. It's C as in cat, mulligan at SCI Lights. And I also have my professional Instagram available, which 
is Caitlin, C-A-I-T-L-I-N, underscore Mulligan, underscore SCI Lights. So I'm pretty active on there. You can see what we're up to here in L.A. I'm going to follow you. That's great. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to make sure we also link to that in the show notes. That's awesome. Caitlin, again, thank you so much for coming on. This has been awesome. And for our listeners, if you enjoyed this content, make sure you go to venvio.com slash podcast to subscribe and get more. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Popnikolov. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.